This is The Engaged Life. Welcome back to The Engaged Life. My name is Brett. This is Desiree. We're here to take a journey together to figure out what it looks like to live our faith in real time, in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday is one thing. We got the vibes. We got the music. You got, you got everything going for you. But, but how does it look like, like Monday through Saturday? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? And so we're, we've just been taking some time to dive into some real conversations. These conversations are, are similar to what you might have at home around the dinner table. Uh, but really, we're just trying to, to flesh it out a little bit and figure out what on earth it looks like to live this life following Jesus one step at a time mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. So today, I'm hoping that we can talk about a question that we get all the time. I yeah. think this is probably the number one question that we one get when people yep. are trying to make like major decisions. And so we're talking about decision-making. How on earth do you make big decisions? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And I think the first way that we do that is, for me at least, like a number one priority for me in making a big decision is, what does God have to say about it? Yeah. Has to be number one. Has to be number one, yeah. right? It, it can't just be like, "What's my my opinion?" Now, you you could just do it based on your opinion or your own idea, but I think you know, as people that are faith filled, people that want to follow Jesus one step at a time, we're people that want to know, like, is there a plan in this? Is there a purpose in this? Like, what's my next step? Yeah. Now, I do think. Now, you tell me what you think about this. Okay. I do think people often can get like paralyzed mm-hmm. because they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pray about that." <laughs> and they get into like decision making paralysis yeah. because they feel like they can't even like brush their Make teeth a decision. or yeah. go to the bathroom unless they're like, dear heavenly father, <laughs> shall I, rel- I was going to say relieve myself. I can't, don't- I don't know if you can say that on the podcast, but I think I just did. But people get decision making paralysis. Yeah. So what do you say to somebody that's like, listen, I just need to pray about absolutely everything. And it sounds super spiritual, but I think it's maybe a mask or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's twofold. I think prayer should be an essential part of every minute of your life, really. It's not something that just needs to be relegated to a certain time of day. While that's important, it should also be a constant conversation. That's At least that's what we believe. A constant conversation, if if we believe in relationship, that you're always having a constant dialogue. So that's one part of it. And then I think the other thing we have to remember is that God did give us a brain and he did allow (laughs) us to think and to process and to kind of use our own wisdom and discernment in situations too. So I think the bigger thing is just how do we find a way to have the two coexist where we are literally walking in conversation and dialogue Mm. with God every single day. But in doing that, then we have to trust that he is directing our steps and that we can make a decision and we should be able to hear him well enough to know that that decision is a good one or not a good one. Right. So in James one, mm-hmm. it says, you know, that if you need wisdom from God, just ask for it and mm-hmm. he'll give it to you. Right. Like he's not holding back. No. But I think that leads us to like a super important question. How do you hear God? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. one thing to be like, okay, so you should ask God. But I, I think the question that we get all the time is how do I hear God? Yeah. How on earth am I supposed to hear from this creator in heaven and I think the answer is as unique as our fingerprints. Yes. Like there's not any one way. Yeah. So maybe what we could do is uh, not to throw you under the bus or put you on the spot. But you again, love to do that. You do your best thinking on your feet. So, right? All the mics dropping when you do this. So just <laughs> mic drop alert. Oh, boy. So it's something good is about to come. But how do you hear God? And mm. maybe you could talk about your process and you can, and then maybe I'll talk about mine and then how we make decisions together because our processes are very, very different, 
very different. As different as we are. Yeah. That is Which is how vastly di- different. different our process is. So, so I'll ask you that question. Yeah. How do you hear God? Mm. I think I am in a constant state of learning how he's speaking to sure. me. I think that I've learned, number one for me, he speaks through his word. So if I'm reading, you know, the Bible and I'm reading specific things, like things will just jump out at me and they will stick and they will stick to my brain and I can't like shake it. That's one way that he speaks to me for sure. I'm a very visual person. So another way that he, I've learned, um, speaks to me is I will get pictures or images in my head that are totally random. They are not you know, conjured up. I'm not sitting there thinking about certain things, but all of a sudden just a picture will pop into my head or a person's name will pop into my head very randomly. Wasn't thinking about this person in particular. And all of a sudden it'll just pop into my head. And I've learned over time because that would happen relatively frequently for a long time. And I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand why that was happening or I just didn't give any place to it. I didn't, you know, give it a second thought. But the more that I understand the heart of God and the more that I understand how he speaks to me and the fact that he does speak in so many different ways, I started to pay attention. So when those pictures or or, yeah, an awareness. awareness. So the more that that happened, I started to take note. Okay, this name popped into my head. Okay, Lord, why did this name pop into my head? Am I supposed to pray for this? person right now. And I mean, if you think about it, it's not going to do any harm regardless for me to stop and think and pray for that person Mm -hmm. or that situation should it come to my mind. So that is a big way for me. And then I am very much like a thinker and a processor and everything kind of stays in my brain. I'm not as good a communicator as I am a thinker. So I am learning that the Lord is using that in Mm. an area that I'm, you know, working on, but I am constantly in my head, like 24 seven. I'm in my head. Things are always percolating and I am always having conversations in my head. And so I've noticed that, you know, he started speaking to me with ideas and thoughts in Mm. the middle of, you know, my regular like railroad, you know, wherever I'm going, all of a sudden, like a thought or an idea will just drop into my head. Usually I know it's him because now I'm aware that that thought will drop and then it will like snowball and it'll be like something like all of these other thoughts all of a sudden will like line up into place ideas for, for what Whatever. Like right. it doesn't even matter what it is, but it's like all of a sudden it will just snowball and become this big thing that I didn't, again, conjure up myself. I didn't yeah. think about, I didn't pre-process. It just dropped into my brain. And that's, to me, is just an example of how the Lord will literally use whatever he needs to use to get through to you. And that was just an area that was very specific to me. I mean, that's good. So so the Bible gives us like a few a number of different examples of how God speaks to people. Obviously, Jesus mm-hmm. was walking, talking, breathing on earth. Mm-hmm. So when he spoke, it was pretty clear God is talking, right? Yeah. Even though most people in his day, a lot of people didn't recognize him in that way. In the Old Testament, it talks about a still small voice, yeah. right? This like still small voice. It wasn't in the, the crashing and the, and the waves or it wasn't in the big stuff. It was all in, in the little still small voice. Mm-hmm. We hear like Samuel hears this voice calling out. Yeah. He's a little kid, and here's a voice. He thinks it's it's the the priest who who's sleeping in the other room, and it wasn't. It was God saying his name. Yeah. 
You know, we think about Ananias, you know, getting this audible voice moment, God talking to him in, in what feels like an audible voice. And all of a sudden uh, he's like, hey, go help Saul from Tarsus. He's like, hold on, the guy who's murdering everybody. So like we, we go on the spectrum from still small voice to audible voice to mm-hmm. a voice thundering from heaven. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So there's a lot of like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of spectrum here. One of the ways that I hear the voice of God, which is interesting is, and, and a lot of it, and I, I think even what you said, is this level of awareness yeah. is like this like hindsight, mm-hmm. right? You, like you kind of look in your back, life and look in the look past back. and you're like, oh, that's what that, that's meant. what that is. Or that's why that, yeah. that happened. Or that's why I feel that way or yeah. why I was so compelled. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, one of the ways that God talks to me, uh, especially like when we were making a decision to move to you know Spruce Grove here to start the church and in and, and different seasons of our life where we knew that we were supposed to go or be a part of something or, or move to a certain the, the area. The very obvious things. I literally... Um, obsess over geographical locations, which <laughs> yeah. sounds crazy. It's I know. Weird. And I like, it's I have to weird. drive by it like every day or I drive by it, like four times a day. But I just knew that there was like something about that mm-hmm. and I needed to connect with it. And so yeah. that was like one of the ways that, that I knew that um, I was being drawn to an area was by this like obvious like obsession over a geographical location. Cool mm-hmm. thing was as, as a church, now we show up uh, to Horizon Stage and we take that over. Horizon Stage in Spruce Grove was one of those places for mm-hmm. me yeah, so I always knew that there was going to be something about, you know about that but that drew us to this region right yeah. to come to, to start church in this in this city mm-hmm. so that's one of the ways but talk about the process of that because you didn't know that right away I yeah I didn't know that like I, the, the geographic thing yeah yeah I figured that out later like that's a hindsight thing yeah. like I figured out later oh that's why like I was so obsessive compulsive about those locations is yeah. because that's why like this was like a big like god I'm looking for a sign and here I am like literally obsessed with driving by this random in this community that I had never been in before. Like now that we have a location in Spruce Grove and Stony Plain, it sounds weird, but I didn't know which one came first. Yeah. And so here I am driving to this, you know, this community from Edmonton in like didn't know why I'm even driving over here all the yeah. time. So I learned that later and that's one of the things that guides me. But now I just have clarity around why I'm feeling that yeah. way. And then the other thing is for me, people are always like, well, how do I know? And, and talking about overcoming the paralysis, one mm-hmm. of the things I've learned for me is if it's not a no, it's go. I'm not saying this is a general principle that you could just apply to everybody. No. I'm just saying this is how it works for me because yeah. I know what a no sounds like and it's loud and it's resounding and it's overwhelming. So what I've learned for myself is if it's not a no, it's a go. I can pursue an area. I can pursue an opportunity. I can take it down or I can see whatever opportunity there is there. Mm -hmm. If I end up in an open or a closed door, even the open and closed door doesn't necessarily mean that God's against you. It just means that we need to get creative, that there's some limitations on us. You know, Craig Rochelle always talks about having these like restraints on you is the best place for creativity. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we we run up, we We hit a wall, we hit a wall, but it doesn't mean it's a no. It just yeah. means like you got to get creative. So how many times I wonder, have you missed an opportunity mm-hmm. because you hit a you're wall. supposed to get creative and you're supposed to stick around, but you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah. And is it like, is this a moment that we kind of need to push through mm. because there's a little bit of resistance? Resistance isn't a bad thing. Not always. No. No. Sometimes it, you got to push through. Yeah. Sometimes it is like. And that strengthens and our muscles like, and our I'm ability. I'm still confused. Yeah. <laughs> So you're saying sometimes opposition's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes I just push through, sometimes I need to stop. Well, that's where we come all the way back around, and you just yeah. gotta you gotta, you gotta learn to hear the voice of God for yourself. Maybe what you could do is uh, go back, and this is why like I don't journal 
but I've got a pretty good memory. I do use Evernote and I, I jot things down all the time. Any hardcore journalers out there? I'm not, but no, um, not maybe you are. But maybe you don't have to. Maybe you just write down significant moments and you go back and look in time and you're like, oh, now it all makes sense. And what you could actually do is reverse engineer how God spoke to you in those moments. And that can be a guiding principle for you moving forward. Yeah. What about you? How do you hear the voice of God? What are you learning about hearing the voice of God? We'd love to hear from you. And I, and I want us to try something else, okay? If you've got a question for us, I want you to slide into our DMs on Instagram at engage.church or mine at Brett Esslinger or at Des Esslinger uh, on Instagram. Send us a video of you asking your question. Yeah. See this big TV? We're going to try and throw you up on this TV asking a question and we're going to answer it. And if you're not that brave yet, you can even send me an email, brettengagechurch.ca or DM us and we'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment. We're going to get to all those questions. So thank you for your insight. Thank you for watching. Libby, thank you for making all the magic happen. <laughs> and we'll see you next week right here at the Engage Life. Thank you.